Well, hello and welcome to the Jazz Focus. Thank you for joining us and welcome if it's your first time. We explore highways and byways of classic recorded jazz. And today we're going to be listening to some recordings made by the great pianist Earl Hines during the, from the late 1930s until the early 1940s. And these are mostly either solo piano or small group recordings. During that period, he was leading a big band that had a certain measure of success. He had had big bands out under his own name, largely in the Chicago area, from about 1929, and that lasted for about 20 years before he uh, threw in the big band towel and joined the Louis Armstrong All-Stars in the late 1940s. Periodically, though, during uh, his career, he would uh, play uh, in pickup recording sessions and, and so forth, and occasionally have some under his own name that were not the big band. He had remarkably few dates uh, of solo piano, uh, which is remarkable largely because he was such a an accomplished jazz piano soloist. He was generally regarded as one of the very best of his generation and really of all time. He was not a player to be pigeonholed. He wasn't a stride piano player or a boogie-woogie or even really a swing player. He amalgamated quite a lot of different stylistic influences and uh, he was often referred to as a, as a, a piano player playing trumpet style, uh, which he said evolved in the 1920s when he had to play with loud bands and no amplification. He would play melodies and riffs and what have you in octaves, so it would cut through the texture of larger bands. Of course, during the 1920s, he recorded with Carol Dickerson's band, Jimmy Noon's Apex Club Orchestra with the Louis Armstrong Hot Five and Savoy Ballroom Five. He did some blues recordings, uh, did quite a lot in the 20s before he put together his band that ultimately became the resident group at the Grand Terrace Ballroom in a couple of different locations in the 1930s. He was born in Duquesne, Pennsylvania, near Pittsburgh in 1903. He lived a very long life for a musician of his generation, living until 1983, just not too far shy of his 80th birthday. Um, following his big band and his uh, Louis Armstrong career, he put together a, a number of different jazz groups that were swing-based, occasionally some fairly progressive type of groups. He toured Europe. Uh, and then he ended up uh, in San Francisco playing at the Hangover Club for Doc Doherty, where he was the leader, or the leader in name anyway, of a Dixieland band that featured older style players like Muggsy Spanier and Darnell Howard, Jimmy Archie, Pops Foster, and so forth. Um, after that, for a number of years, he actually stayed in San Francisco and in California. I think he passed away in Oakland. Uh, he had a lot of different groups, and he resumed his career as a uh, solo pianist as well. So with that in mind, we're going to start out with two piano solos he did in 1939 for the almost brand new Blue Note Records. These were done in July, July 29th of 1939. Piano solos uh, by Earl Hines. Uh, we're going to hear, first of all, uh, The Father's Getaway, which is a Hines composition, and then Reminiscing at Blue Note, which has elements of a lot of other different tunes, including You Can Depend on Me and... Uh, different things. These might have been kind of stream of consciousness pieces by Heinz. He was given credit on the label for both of them. And they are also a little bit longer than usual because Blue Note was issuing its records on 12-inch 78s rather than 10-inch, so each of these goes about four minutes. We're going to have an especially long set for this first one, because um, I wanted to put in a whole bunch of piano solos. Then we're going to go up to October 21st of 1939, a few months later, for the Bluebird label. He was under contract uh, with his big band to RCA Victor, which released most of the recordings under the Bluebird label. And this is a tune that he had been playing for, oh, 10 years or so at this point. It was something that was uh, credited to him and Henri Woods called Rosetta. Then we're going to hear two 
solos that he did, again for Bluebird, on February 26th of 1940, recording on something called a storytone piano, kind of a mechanical-sounding piano in some ways. But he did a beautiful version of the great Johnny Green ballad, Body and Soul, and then his own piece, The Child of a Disordered Brain. From that point, we're going to uh, jump over to a couple of sides that he recorded at the end of a big band date in April, April 3rd of 1941, done for Victor. These two tunes that he did as a solo were released on the main Victor label as opposed to the cheaper Bluebird label. We're going to hear his takes on two standard tunes, the Jimmy McHugh's McHugh tune on the sunny side of the street and the old standby, My Melancholy Baby. So those will be our tunes uh, for our first set. This is Earl Hines' solo piano from 1939 to 1941. Uh, Father's Getaway, Reminiscent at Blue Note, Rosetta, Body and Soul, The Child of a Disordered Brain, On the Sunny Side of the Street, and Melancholy Baby.
Thank you. 
some truly magnificent solo piano there. Earl Hines had a control of rhythm and pulse that was really second to no other jazz pianist. Even Art Tatum, I don't think, could have uh, held uh, a candle to Earl Hines and some of the liberties that he took without actually changing the, the metric structure of the tune. He was really an amazing technician, as well as a very inventive and imaginative jazz pianist. So we started out with um, those two tunes for Blue Note that we heard. We heard uh, The Father's Getaway and Reminiscing at Blue Note. Reminiscing was kind of stream of consciousness. There were definitely some elements of You Can Depend on Me in there. Uh, those were done in July, July 29th of 1939, following which we went to uh, Bluebird and the company that Hines was under contract to, RCA Victor, October 21st of 1939, recorded in Chicago. We heard Rosetta. And then two tunes on the Storytone piano from uh, February 26th of 1940. The Storytone piano is considered to be one of the first commercially marketed electric pianos. It had more of a, 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 a acoustic quality, I guess, in the way it was played, but it had some uh, electronic fittings to it. It could make some interesting sounds, and we heard some very unusual percussive sounds on that piano. It had been introduced, I think, at the World's Fair the year before, and somehow uh, Bluebird uh, got Earl Hines to come in and do two tunes, Body and Soul and The Child of a Disordered Brain. Very interesting uh, performances on an instrument that was uh, really uh, on the cutting edge at that point. Then we heard two tunes recorded for Victor, released on the Victor label, even though the accompanying sides from the big band were released on the Bluebird label. These were from New York, April 3rd of 1941, and we heard On the Sunny Side of the Street and Come to Me, My Melancholy Baby. So for our next set, we're going to be listening to a small group recording that Hines 
recorded uh, not under his own name in this case, but with Charlie Shavers, the Charlie Shavers Quintet. I haven't played these on any uh, podcast, I don't think, and I figured they fit in rather well here. They were done for Keynote Records on April 22nd of 1944. They were all longer tracks, again issued on 12-inch 78s. The band in this case is Charlie Shavers on trumpet, Tab Smith on alto sax, Earl Hines on piano, Al Lucas on bass, and Joe Jones on drums. And we're going to hear the four tunes, the master takes from this particular session. We're going to start out with Mountain Air, which was a tune credited to Smith and Anderson, Tab Smith, I believe, and then Curry in a Hurry, a good uh, jazz uh, contrafact by Charlie Shavers, followed by Stardust, the uh, classic Hoagie Carmichael tune, and then we're going to end up with another version of Rosetta, very different from the piano solo version we heard earlier. So that will be our second set for Keynote Records, the Charlie Shavers Quintet, April 22nd of 1944. Mountain Air, Curry in a Hurry, Stardust, and Rosetta.
was a great session for Keynote, done on April 22nd of 1944, and it was billed as, or the record uh, label uh, attribution was the Charlie Shavers Quintet featuring Earl Hines. So I guess we have to conclude, Earl, this is an Earl Hines item. Charlie Shavers on trumpet, Tab Smith on alto sax, Earl Hines on piano, Al Lucas on bass, and Joe Jones on drums. We heard Mountain Air, a feature for our Tab Smith's very... Um, ripe style or interpretation of the Johnny Hodges style, I should say. He later went on and did a number of uh, fairly successful recordings in the in the beginning of the rhythm and blues era. He followed the example of um, Earl Bostick and a couple of others doing that. But uh, here he was playing some good jazz, especially on the next tune, Curry in a Hurry, a Charlie Shavers tune based on Sweet Georgia Brown. Then we heard Stardust, which featured a particularly fine uh, Earl Hines solo. And then, of course, Rosetta, Hines' own tune. Those four tunes, as I said, were recorded for Keynote. We have one more session, or one more set, I should say, uh, of Earl Hines' material. Uh, we're going to hear the Earl Hines Trio recording for Signature, February 26th of 1944. He didn't record with his big band between uh, March of 42 and January of 1945 due to the recording ban and World War II and all sorts of other issues. And uh, we have one uh, radio show out of his uh, 1939 to 1942 band. We might do a, another one from the later band. We also did one a long time ago from his 1934 band, which some people think of as his best. So this Earl Hines trio, recording for Signature, uh, did four Fats Waller tunes. This was not too long after Fats died. He died in December of 1943, and this session was about uh, two months later. Uh, Hines here select, or selected four tunes that uh, were composed by Waller. First, I've Got a Feeling and I'm Falling, Honeysuckle Rose, then Squeeze Me, and uh, actually, I said that out of order. The first one is My Fate is in Your Hands, uh, which is not one of the better-known uh, Waller tunes uh, in his catalog. And then we follow up with I've Got a Feeling I'm Falling, Honeysuckle Rose, and Squeeze Me. Squeeze Me was taken from a, a dirty song called The Boy and the Boat, and Waller published that under his own name with cleaned-up lyrics, and it became a pretty big hit in the early 1920s. In the Earl Hines trio, we have, of course, Earl Hines on piano, Al Casey on guitar, and Oscar Pettiford on bass. There's another Earl Hines session by his sextet from April of 1944 for Apollo, and we've included that on a Flip Phillips podcast because it extensively featured Flip Phillips on tenor and also Johnny Hodges and Ray Nance, a very, very good band. So we're going to round out the program with a single cut that was done in November of 1947 for MGM. This was in the midst of a lot of big band dates and attempts for Earl Hines to make the big band relevant again and to get some hit records. But this was a small group a quartet session, actually a quintet session with Earl Hines on piano, Clifton Skeeterbest on guitar, Oscar Pettiford again on bass, and Rudy Trailer on drums, and featured uh, is one of Hines' major soloists of the period, Scoops Carey, who I believe was a, an attorney after he left the music business. And this tune is called Sweet Honey Babe and features some fine clarinet playing by Carey. So that is our set, the Earl Hines Trio. My fate is in your hands, I've got a feeling I'm falling. Honeysuckle Rose, squeeze me, and then the Earl Hines Quintet and Sweet Honey Babe. Thank you. 
after the Earl Hines Trio. So this program's going a little over time, but there's just too much good stuff to cut anything out in this case. We started with the Earl Hines Trio recording for Signature, February 26, 1944, doing four Fats Waller tunes. My Fate is in Your Hands, I've Got a Feeling I'm Falling, Honeysuckle Rose and Squeeze Me, featuring, of course, Earl Hines on piano. Al Casey, who broke into the business as a teenager with Fats Waller's band, uh, he was known as an acoustic rhythm guitar player back then, but by the mid-40s he had kind of reinvented himself as a soloist on electric guitars, we heard here. And Oscar Pettiford on bass. Pettiford is the other holdout uh, in the next uh, one tune, Sweet Honey Babe, credited to... Melrose, Walter Melrose, I believe, recorded in Chicago in November of 1947 for MGM. Earl Hines and his orchestra, really a quintet, with Oscar Pettiford on bass, Skeeter Best on guitar, Rudy Trailer on drums, and Scoops Carey, who had been playing lead alto in his band and continued to play lead alto in the Earl Hines band. He was a really fine clarinet player, as you could hear there as well. So thank you very much. Hope you've enjoyed this program. Some excellent Earl Hines, some sides that don't get too much play these days. Um, he became much better known as a solo pianist later in his career and also earlier in his career when he did several extensive sessions in the late 1920s, about 1930 or so. But here is kind of the middle period of Earl Hines. So you've been listening to the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark. If you'd like to help us out and uh, sponsor our program, please do so. Love to have some more members of the family. And I uh, hope you keep enjoying these programs. We're up to about 400 podcasts now, so quite a backlog of things to listen to and some good jazz history. So thank you very much, and I'll see you on the other side. <laughs>